all of our nieces, nephews, and non-binary familials. I'm your Auntie Ruth. And I'm your Auntie Gina. And, and we're weird. Weird ants. Okay. Oh. The show where we take a look at current pop culture and talk about how it connects to past trends and fads. For February, we're doing a series entitled Strange Love, where we are watching unconventional love stories, all movies this time. These are our recommendations to you from us with love. Now, you may be saying, hey, I've already got a weird aunt. She helps regenerate houseplants with crystals. Why do I? <laughs> Why would I need another? Well, look. We've got plenty of time because we've been living in a quarantine of our own design for decades. And so, usually we watch Hidden Gems uh, on Netflix, streaming, series. But this this month, because it is Valentine, we're going to watch the strangest, weirdest, unexpected, you know, love movies. Our kind, our yeah. kind of love stories. Yeah. Strange love. Strange love. Strange highs and strange, strange lows. That's that's how our love goes. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, I was going to throw it to you. What oh, are we watching? Thank you. Uh, so the first movie that we watched in this series is Only Lovers Left Alive. Um, and I will give you the description. Um, it says a depressed musician reunites with his lover, though their romance, which has already endured several centuries, is disrupted by the arrival of her uncontrollable younger sister. And this is a Jim Jarmusch movie, of course. Um, which I know you're a fan of lately, especially. <laughs> well, <laughs> He's been doing some casting for you. Right. Let's just say he, yeah, he's been casting Adam Driver. I'm <laughs> in a couple of things. I'm okay. I'm okay with it. And I'll say, yeah, I did a little, did a little Jarmusch marathon. Yeah. So I watched Pat. Uh uh. I watched a little Patterson. And is it The Dead Don't Die? Yes. Because I always get it confused. There's a, yeah, a Game of Thrones, The Dead Never Die. It doesn't matter, you know. I sh I should have written it down. I didn't, but uh, you know, Jeremy is just one of those directors where, like, when I was in high school, I was like, once I get out of my religious high school and go to college and meet cool people, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have seen all these movies, yeah, I'm gonna know all these references, and the cool the cool hipsters are going to embrace me as one of their own yeah and uh how'd that so go? yeah i watched uh, you know what um it didn't work out like i thought no no oh i was like guys i've i've watched the entire scorsese catalog why won't you invite me to your house to drink absinthe or whatever you do guys why do you keep ignoring me david lynch is my king Oh, that's I mean, not cool, really. Oh, okay. What? What's it? What's it gonna take? I've watched Bertolucci. I mean, I, I can I can watch foreign films too. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So, Did you see my baby bangs? I have baby bangs. I have baby bangs right now. I do too, actually. Yeah. But even back then, they were always baby. They were precariously baby. Yes. <sighs> Always be my baby. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. But so yeah, I don't. At, at no point uh, did the hipsters find me and embrace me. But they did find and embrace Jim Jarmusch movies. That's right, and th they should have. So this this movie, um, <sighs> first of all, Tilda Swinton is in it. I mean, please. She's the lead. She's rocking her Lion the Witch and the wardrobe hair again. But really cool. Like, I 
don't need to ever brush this. I don't have dreads because I'm appropriating cultures. I have dreads because I can't even bother with life. I think this, I think it's because there aren't like salons open in the middle of the night. They can't see themselves in mirrors. Oh, Not- <laughs> they're vampires, by the way. Uh, just, oh, yeah. Whoops. That's the other thing. Yeah. You'll, yeah. So they can't see themselves in mirrors. They, I mean, and all of them have hair issues and could use a hot oil treatment. Oh, no. Don't say that. Can I? Okay. I'm going to say something and you're going to agree with me. Maybe. I know you'll at least agree on this. Tom Hiddleston, I'm Mm. not attracted to him. Okay? Right. None at all. In this movie. (sighs) He looks like. Every Sandman, Neil Gaiman fantasy I've ever had in my life. I I actually wrote down Sandman as I was watching it because he has what I thought was a sand. Here's the thing: what all t- all Hiddleston wants, and I'm almost positive it's in his contract. I need a long black wig. Mm. That's it. Like it does it, it Loki. It could be frizzy. It could be straight. But I, I, I'm I'm gonna need to swing my hair mm. and walk around mopey at some point. I have never wanted to touch that man before. I have never cared to watch him in anything ever. And I've watched the Thor movies, and I have fallen asleep in the middle of all of them. Um, but Tom Hiddleston in this movie is so fuckable. I can't even with myself. Well, you know why? And you're not going to like this. Please tell me. Because he has depression. Oh, well, that tracks. Yeah. Yeah. I made that. Look, we've all made that mistake, <laughs> all right? <laughs> I don't like it either. It happens. It's like, oh, okay, baby, come here. I, I can make you happy. You can't. It's a disease. It is. And he is. He's very, like, moody and dark mm-hmm. and, like, ugh, just mm, nummy. Yeah. My dark prince, just make your music. I believe in you. I believe in you. I believe in your vampire music. He has played music through the ages on every instrument ever. He's a genius. Yes. A misunderstood genius. Why can't you all understand this? Oh my god. Yes, he drinks blood. Okay? I mean... He's not one of those weird goths. That's his life. He has to do this to live. Yeah, seriously. He's not LARPing, okay? He's a straight-up vampire. Yeah. Oh my god. I thought we were open-minded in this family. Yeah. I guess not. He he promised he wasn't going to eat any of you. (sighs) Guess we were wrong. (laughs) Because, <laughs> yeah. Now he is going to eat you, by the way. Because I'm telling him to. All of you. I don't even care yeah. anymore. Ugh, Tom Hiddleston. Fuck. If I could be in a fucking Tilda Swinton, Tom Hiddleston sandwich in this fucking movie, done. Yeah. Life complete. I forgot about it. Life complete. Forgot about it. And the thing of it is, is that, I mean, just... The, the pale representation, mm. just so, like, what the listener doesn't know is that we are frighteningly pale. Yeah. Um, we are both frighteningly pale. You can, so, t- you, I mean, you would assume that, being that I'm a ginger, that I would have a very pale visage. Yeah. But I do, and freckled and everything. But, I yeah. mean, these are beautiful pale people. Yeah. What are, you, what are you talking about? I, I'm a beautiful pale person as well. Yeah, but, like, not in Hollywood. Like, okay. there's not a lot of Hollywood pale beautiful people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Um, that's very true. But, um, yeah, we get a bad rap. We get a bad rap. I mean, I think it's because of the resemblance to corpses, probably. I think, you know, this kind of reminds me, like, a a lot of his films are, they're very just, like, 
you described it when we were talking about it as like they're slice of life films. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where you're just sort of like moving through the world. It's a slow pace. It's as, it's almost as if you're just catching these people during a week of time. Yeah. It's not the worst. It's not the best. It's an average week and you're following them around. Don't expect a lot to happen. Like, don't expect there to be, like, some kind of something's going to happen. Look out. It's probably nothing's going to happen. But you're just... It's almost like... Yeah, it's almost like you're watching a surveillance tape, you know? Yeah. And they, like, like they don't know they're being watched, you yeah. know? Um, but with really interesting people. Well, and that's the thing, because in this case, in, like... Um, the dead don't die. Yeah. It's, again, it's like regular people in an extraordinary situation. It's Mm -hmm. still a slice of life, but how do you think these regular people in a small town would react in this extraordinary, like, situation? Yeah. You know, and, uh, and even in this, like, and even in this film... It is very much relatable to have a partnership, a long-term partnership with somebody who, you know, one of the partners has terrible depression and then the other one has to, like, really boost them up. Yeah. You know? And it's, like, the fact that they're vampires is, like, secondary to the plot. hmm Like, that just only goes to explain it that... Like, they're world-weary, and they've been around a long time, and that they, you know, they have uh, aficionados. They have been able to, like, they're they're consumers of art and makers of art. Yeah. But. The thing um, also is, like, each, um, well, there's only a few, I think four actual vampires that we meet in the movie. And that's uh, Tilda, who is Eve. Tom Hiddleston, who is Adam, and then um, Eve's little sister, Ava, and I'm going right. to mispronounce this. It's Mia Wazakowska. Yeah. I never know if I'm saying her name right, but... Oh, I don't. Okay. Well, then I'm probably correct, so thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she played Alice in the... Yeah, in the Alice Burton. in Wonderland. Yeah. yeah. And she was also Jane Eyre in... Um, the really awful one, but with the sexy, what's his name? Michael Fassbender. That's right. Whoops. Yeah. So we're going through the cast list. Oh, the other vampire. So the fourth vampire that we ever meet, besides the little sister Ava, um, is Christopher Marlowe, who is played by John Hurt. But right. he doesn't like to be called Christopher Marlowe. Um, the only one that I can think of that actually really hangs out with him is, um, Eve or Tilda because they both are living in Morocco. Yeah. And why they live in Morocco, I don't know. Yeah. Ambiance. Something different. Over the ages having lived everywhere else, maybe. Yeah. Just taking in the scene. Chilling. Um. But, yeah, so there, and there is a, you know, Christopher Marlowe, like, uh, there's, like, long been a rumor that he was the one that actually wrote Shakespeare's plays and sonnets, and it wasn't Shakespeare. Yeah, he, like, wrote it and then gave it to Shakespeare. Maybe because he didn't, I guess because he was a vampire and he didn't, he couldn't, like, show his face. Oh, yeah, but, like, in real life, that's a thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. But, I mean, in the movie, that's what I assume. But in real life, I don't know why he would do that. Maybe he was shy, if that's true. So we have the four vampires, and the male... Oh, yeah, they're called Adam and Eve. And I do think it's strange because... Or not strange, I think it's interesting that... If you were, like... If they were, like, the original couple. Like, if they were, like, the first Adam and Eve. That power dynamic makes sense as well, too, because, you know, they always say that 
when they talk, when they preach about that story anyway, it's like Eve is the weak one because she was tempted by the devil. But I was like, yeah, except that Adam was tempted by Eve. Yeah. Like, out of the two of them, I mean... And like, I'm, I'm sitting here tempted by both. What do I do right. with that? I don't know. But just to say that, you know, like, from the very beginning, like, that power dynamic being that, you know... Eve was tempted by the fact that she wanted the knowledge of good and evil. They didn't even go to Adam. He wasn't even thinking about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think in this, too, where, you know, um, our Adam here is, like, he's an artist. He's burnt out. He's depressed by the fact that, you know, the earth is being misused and it's diseased and there's you know, no real art being made anymore. Right. And the people are just destroying destroying the planet and it like they're not nobody's ever learning the lesson. They just keep yeah. making the same mistakes. But you know, and even though that Eve, his wife, has the same access to the same knowledge, she's not she's not in crisis. And it's her that has to come and, like, use her strength to buoy him up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, in both those scenarios. Hmm. That's, yeah. I hadn't thought of that, obviously. But, I I mean, because, yeah, she's living in Morocco at the start of this. And, um, basically, does he call her or she... I think he calls her. No, wait, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. remember. But somehow they communicate. And, um, but still by iPhone. And, like, basically she just says, you know, listen, you're just fucking depressed. You know, and he's like, I need you. And she's irritated because, like, she... Well, they all kind of have their own little specialty, their own little power, strength, whatever. Adams's art. Hers is like, at first I thought it was reading, but I think it's just like retaining information, retaining knowledge and everything. Because she has like a trillion books stacked up. Yeah. And that's the only thing she fucking packs on her way to go see him. So I think that like they, they have lived together forever and they've loved together forever, but there's like, and I suppose there's like a sort of codependency there, but not really because they're living on completely different ends of the earth, independent of one another, but then they can still come back together the same as if, you know, no time had passed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> I like the way she was reading was just like, and the next page, <laughs> in any language, I love that. I'm like, ah, oh. so she's like, she's kind of the more um, emotionally intelligent one, I think, you know? Yeah. But she's also definitely a free spirit, uh, which, I mean, you wouldn't really think, but she definitely is that, like, kind of chill, let's just enjoy the moment kind of vampire yeah. person. Um, and she also, like, she has this great line where she talks about, you know, you need to get, like, you need to get out of this self-obsession. Like, it's going to be the death of you. Yeah. And, you know, I think that sometimes, you know, as somebody, you know, like, that has, you know, been treated for depression for, I don't know, ever. Yeah. There is a, you know, there is that place that you can get to where you lose, you lose a sense of perspective uh-huh. and you're not seeing the big picture. And so everything, like even the smallest thing resonates so loudly and to have somebody be able to come in and, you know, like take the blinders off yeah, and 
you know, say like you're, you know, you're being a bit neurotic. Yeah. You know, like you have to think outside of yourself. You have to like re-engage in life. And <sighs> that's why they're like so perfect for each other too, is that they, they're a really good balance. Um, but I think definitely Eve is the stronger one of the two of them. Oh yeah. And like, uh, with Patterson, there is like, I, it's, it's funny cause I was going to describe that he, ha- he has like two movies where it's like a portrait of the artist. And then when they got out their passports, one of his aliases was Stephen Dedalus, which is yes. the name of, yeah. And, um, so I was like, well, I guess that's what he was shooting for. But in both of those cases, like the artist is in a relationship with a partner who is uh, like so supportive. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, uh, and, and it's the artist himself is very appreciative of it. It's Mm -hmm. a reciprocal relationship, Yeah. you know, but it just shows like how much, you know, like when you're a creative person, like how much like support and love can help you like realize your gift. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, that's romantic. Yeah. Or like even just if you're in a depression to, to know that you have somebody there to buoy you up. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. Yeah. And helps and help you see things as they really are, Mm -hmm. you know, help you remember things. Yeah. That you used to, because they, you know, you get in that sort of, like, dissociative place where you can't feel things the right way. Yeah. You can't enjoy things anymore. I mean, I, I'm i not sure, like, how much time had passed between them. Because when she goes to say goodbye to Marlo, or Kit, as she calls him, like, you know, he kind of says, like, oh, you know, why aren't you two together? You know, you're married and you love each other. Why aren't you together anyways? So. Yeah. But he's, Adam's in Detroit, (laughs) of all places. And you kind of are like, well, why Detroit? But then he, I mean, in taking her around the city, he takes you around the city and shows you why Detroit. And uh, it's, it's like full of art that you don't even like, you know, I guess somebody that hasn't been there wouldn't really think about Detroit as like a romantic city, as a very artistic city. And of course, Jack White is referenced. Yeah. From Detroit. And that was kind of like one of the first things I thought of. I was like, oh, yeah. But, um, and there's that one scene, uh, with the old theater from the 20s. Yeah. And now it was like a, a car park or something. Well, and I think, and again, the, there's another parallel with Dead Don't Die where it's like a very sort of, not to like, it's not like a, that there's a communist reading of every movie, but, um, <laughs> it, it, it does, there's like an anti-capitalist theme where, you know, like cities like Detroit and, like all of those places where it's just like neglect, right? These like, like once like beautiful, like theaters that may have even taken years to like complete mm-hmm. certainly took tons of money, but it's just empty houses and they're just abandoned and just waste and rot and an end of an era. And she said, you know, Detroit is coming back. Yeah. And it's like, because they have water and the South's going to get too hot. And I was like, they're probably right. <laughs> yeah. But then you think about Detroit is in Michigan and isn't that where the, this is pre pipeline. Oh yeah. Well, that was like Flint. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I mean, it's probably going to be way too hot to, live in the south and i don't know are you headed to 30 i mean well it's gonna be colder than texas come on up here with me 
We'll be flooded. <laughs> like, it's already warm here. You know, we only had, like, a month of cool weather. Yeah. So, like, it's already scary. But, you know, all this to say, I think, like, and with the zombie movie, it's this, the and they reference human beings, but the dead don't die, they were zombies. And in this movie, they call human beings zombies. zombies. Yeah. And it was like, you know, people are just consumers, and they... It's, nothing is meaningful. They yeah. don't hold on to it. They don't take care of it. And they don't they really throw it away. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. And it's like, you know, with art, it's like a two-way street because you need somebody to produce it, but you also need an audience to receive it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have an audience that appreciates it or receives it, then, you know... Like, if they're not willing, uh, it, what's the, what's going to happen? Well, and then, like, before Tilda even gets there to see him and to help him, he has, um, uh, is it Ian? His, uh, what I, yeah. what I would call a, a Renfield, I suppose. I yeah, exactly. Renfield. <laughs> um, but he's, like, he kind of, like, doles out his records because, um, Adam will record all of his music himself in his, like, abandoned house that nobody knows is occupied. And, um, you know, he'll... Maybe we should probably mention, which I completely forgot about, is that Adam was, like, kind of a famous rock star musician at some point, is what I was getting. And then he disappeared. Uh. That's what I understood, anyways. And then he disappeared, and then people want his music. But... He's like, I think he probably has to go out of the spotlight because he is a vampire and he will live forever. Yeah. Um, but he's still producing music and people are still wanting his music, no matter what that music is, because, you know, they have such a love for him. Certain people will go after his art and s- seek it out. And so Ian is sort of like, um, oh, well, here's here's a record he put out here and like bootlegging his music through him. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, but, oh, uh, and then Ian was played by Anton, is it Yelchin or Yel- Yelchin? I don't know why you're asking me this stuff. Like, I know it. Oh, poor Anton. <laughs> but we love him. Yeah, he died a few years ago. And it was so sweet to watch him in this movie because he's such a baby in this movie. Yeah. He's such a sweetheart. Yeah, it was like the worst death, too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But he's really good in this. Kind of like that, um, kind of hip, hippie hipster is what I think yeah. of, you know? He was really, really sweet. Really chill dude, but like really hip to, to, you know, what's cool and the cutting edge. And he definitely, I mean, you could tell was like a huge fan of Adams and was probably really jazzed to get to work with him in any way he could. <laughs> yeah. And then, no, oh, and he's got him those, like, really cool guitars and everything. Like, he, yeah. wouldn't, he wouldn't even, like, that was, like, his drug. That was Adam's drug was, like, guitars. Really rare, really cool ones. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah, I think, but that was the other, I think that was part of the reason also that he didn't want to release music was just, like, that, the, he didn't didn't want to give it to the audience, hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because he was he was depressed by it. he was upset with them. Yeah, you know, he was like, "Why am I going out of my way to create something for these zombies?" Yeah, you know, totally. yeah, like like you know, I've, like I've just spent a lifetime working and creating all of this music and like putting it out into the world and you know and this is like what they've done yeah you know that's like uh, that was my interpretation but totally yeah you know because why else would you i don't think he felt insecure about it i think you know i almost feel like it was more like a commodity 
Like, maybe he felt like it was kind of the cool thing right now to like, and then maybe the next thing would come along and replace him. Instead of just being, like, that art that he could put out and people enjoying it for what it is. He didn't want to be that, uh... What am I trying to say? That, like, physical representation of his art. So what do you think... What do you think about Ava's character? Why do you think she was... Oh. And why do you think she was introduced? I think because it was too perfect. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, you know, you got you got Adam and Eve, and hey... They're in yeah. love, they're happy, they're doing really good, and you have to have your antagonist somewhere, I suppose. Not usually in Jim Jarmusch movies, but there's always a little hitch somewhere. And in this one, it was definitely Ava, Eve's little sister. And um, it seems like, well, I mean, they basically say it, that throughout the ages, she's kind of basically been a pain in the ass and ruined something. And she definitely ruined something in this, majorly. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I think it's just like one of those, maybe, maybe like, uh, how do we get them out of Detroit things back to, back to somewhere safe. But she is like definitely that like little sister, the reckless, um, I'm going to act before I think kind of, yeah. you know, like, um, I mean, I was definitely that way. Like, ah, I want to party. I want to have fun. I want to do this, blah, blah, blah. Damn the consequences. And that's totally how she was. She showed up out of nowhere. <laughs> and was yeah. Just like, Here I am. Where's the blood? Let's go party. <laughs> yeah. It's like um, better to ask for forgiveness than, than permission. Permission. Yes. <laughs> that was her all over. You know, I don't. I had wondered if it was, like, in contrast to the fact that, you know, we met, like, these three people, like, like, Marla, who was the sort of literary genius and a musician, and, you know, these, like, the, these three sort of, like, you know, gen fairly gentle, obviously, they didn't, like, you know, kill anybody. No. For food. No. You know, and they're... They called that the old ways. Right, right, right. Because they had to. But now that they yeah. don't have to, they have other means of getting blood, then why would you right. harm someone? I, no. And is this very sort of like genteel sort of, you know, aesthetic, like, you know, just world weary. It, it's just sort of like almost in the same way as like, you know, you picture people that are just born into, like, luxury, and you can just really do whatever you like. You could learn seven languages. You can, like, learn you, – you just have the time and the opportunity yeah. to really soak it all in. Mm -hmm. And then I think – I feel like the cha the chaotic, like, younger sister character was that, <laughs> you know, the sort of, like – the other end of that spectrum where like a Kardashian so or something. Well, yeah. Like the, like, you know, just the, the person that can do real damage. That is you know, also that privileged. Just takes. Can do whatever they want, but takes it the other way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like they, you know, they like, doesn't, doesn't like, uh, recognize any boundaries or, you know, uses that that position to just take what they want. Yeah. And um like that's not not to say that you can't do it, but like you shouldn't do it. Yeah. And the, the only reason I'm even like I, I normally I don't when we're watching shows or covering shows, I don't think like I I, I don't even think of terms like what is the symbolize or anything, but I feel like with Jarmusch specifically, yes. he likes to drop, you know, like he'll put like a sets of twins throughout everything or, you know, like he has like, um, he'll use wall of fames. Like he has those in a lot of movies mm -hmm. or, well, I think know. a lot of it is because like he will discuss in his own films, his actual appreciation of things like these names he's dropping are like maybe friends of his now, but 
only because he loved their art or whatever, such as Jack White and who was in, you know, one of his films before. And, you know, I think has done music and stuff for him as well. And I was going to say, I'm glad you said that yeah. because I remember watching that movie. Yeah. And they talked about, because that's another thing that's like very charmish is that like just saying like, 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 like Snapple cap fun facts. <laughs> yes. Yes. Where they talked about like where she talked about like the there being a diamond at the middle of a star, yeah, and it had like a music. And I remember the when Jack White made that appearance. Do you remember what I was about to say? Go ahead, go ahead. But yeah, yeah, yeah. In coffee and cigarettes, right? Is that the? Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. That the, the that the Earth itself like has an like a, an acoustic resonance, right? So I was like. You know, the fact that he has these two references, how these planets and stars are them in and of themselves instruments. Yeah. Like musical instruments. Yeah, it's an interesting... I think about that all the time. That's why I remembered it. <laughs> I think, like, watching a Jarmusch movie is, like, being able to talk to, like, a really smart person that... I mean, not only, like, a filmmaker, but, like, a really cool artist just watching one of his films. Because you, like, pick up so many things. You know, maybe you hear music you've never heard before. Or maybe, you know, he drops a little funny little anecdote here or there that, oh, I didn't know that. But, you know, it's almost like having a conversation with someone. Yeah. Uh, you know. It's it's all, like, to me, even if the... Even if it is like about zombies or vampires or anything else, it's yeah. it, like it's it always it always moves at like the same sort of like languid pace, and it just feel again it just feels like this would be going on whether you're watching it or not. Yes, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and you just have like this has been going on for ten years. It'll go on for ten years, and here's five days of it. Yeah. Exactly. And it's it's very comfortable. I could see, like, if, if you weren't expecting it or you hadn't seen any others, that you would be like, what is going on? Like, I can see how, like, some people would find, like, some of his films boring because, you know, there isn't a super amount of excitement or maybe there isn't a thing that happens in, in a film. But, you know, there there is things to be learned from them and... You know, I mean, I did have to Google a couple things and I've seen the movie before and I was like, oh, wait, what, what was this? I've, I haven't heard this before, or, you know, whatever, but it's like, he's so, he's, he knows so much shit. And it's like, I, I wish people would actually like listen and when people are trying to teach you something. And I feel that that's what he does a lot of in his films. And, you know, again, um, referencing his other movies he does that a lot and he will like he will just make you think and it may just be a simple little thing but he always wants to teach you something yeah like in patterson patterson is a really great example i almost feel like patterson is is probably a really great great representation of probably who jim jarmusch is yeah yeah i think yeah that's i would think that's great because it does show, like, at the heart of it, it, yeah, it's a portrait of an artist who's, like, very earnest, has, like, a very supportive partner, mm -hmm. and then it has, like, like these sort of, these characters that you just bump into and you hear, you, like, overhear conversations just a minute at a time. Yeah. yeah that's very Jarmusch. Yeah. You have to really pay attention, even though it might not seem exciting. There's always something that you might be missing if you're not paying attention to it. And that's the thing. It's like, there's nothing included that doesn't belong there. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. it's just, and the thing is, is that, you know, like if you take like writing classes, they, they always have you like work up to like a conflict and then there's conflict resolution and, yeah. you know, you work. And like he does not work that way. No. Like, the <laughs> what it could really it could just be like a period of growth. 
Yeah. You know, yeah. like for the character. Like in Patterson, it really was like just somebody being able to really come, being able to identify as an artist. Yeah. Like just that, that amount of growth. And then, you know, in this instance, in this film, you know, just being able to get out of a dark place and really like commit to another person and decide to hang on yeah. and go forward. And that, that's growth. You yeah, know? absolutely. So, and I think what, I think why this is such a good strange love choice is because if you had to love somebody for 700 years, <laughs> you know, what would that look like? And to, you know, to still be there after all that time and be willing to just look at somebody and say, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm in Morocco. I'm coming to Detroit. Hold on. Yeah. You know? And if you can find that, if you guys have that out there, <laughs> then absolutely grip it with both hands and do Don't not let, let it go. go. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not. I mean, it could be like as slow paced as a Jarmouche film. But if he, if he or she would fly across the ocean because just one look at your dumpy little grumpy face with your Sandman wig on. Ugh. Yeah. And plus, that's the other thing about Hiddleston. What is he, seven feet tall? Yeah. I don't know. I don't You know what? He's, he's probably like 5'7 or something. <laughs> no, because Til, Tilda's tall as hell and oh, he true. was taller than her. That's true. She is so statuesque. She is, like, just the perfect human form. Well, and that's the thing. I don't even think she is entirely human. I don't either. I I love the fact that she's already, that she's a modern dance witch. Yes. Um, it's just Suspira. I like that as my, I, I want. All of my clothes to be modern dance witch clothes, <laughs> like you know, just big, big statement jewelry. Yeah, don't you, you know. wish? Oh, I wish I was that person. I aspire I to be that, but I never will be. But I want that. No, I know, and it's like you know, like in my head, I have like a Patty Smith like figure that sort of oh. like mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Kicked a heroin habit, perhaps. Mm -hmm. You know, 99 pounds, all bone. Yeah. No, I have, like, the figure of, like, one of those girls on the on the beer label that, like, has those two stein, like, beer steins. Yeah. 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 And that's, like, that's not cool. That's not, like, intimidating. That's, well, like, f like, that's way too friendly. I'm, like, I don't know. If you want to, like, compare yourself to a beer model, I guess I'd be, like, um, the guy from The Simpsons at the bar. No, okay, we look almost exactly alike. Oh, we don't. But, um, yeah, we both, you know, have two feedbacks hanging off the front of our chest. <laughs> we do. <laughs> For no good reason. <laughs> right. And a big old dump trunk. <laughs> dump trunk. <laughs> pulling up on the rear. Dump trunk. Like, I would love to be punk rock and, like, you know, dress like Chrissy Hind. I know. I want, like, so bad to, like, just, like, have that straight figure, like, uh, like, tiny little titties and, like, exactly. wear, like, a tight shirt and still be able to make out what the hell is on the shirt. And it's not just waves. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, like, the letters don't disappear on the sides of your big old boobs. Or, like, in a, like, so or in a, or in a... Like a little wave of fat. Like I don't have. Like I wouldn't have to like pull out the shirt to show somebody. You know who's on my shirt. Oh man! Like every time I sit down, I have to pull my shirt out so it's not like lost under the boobs. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, however, I mean, I don't want to complain about not having to wear a bra anymore. It is really nice and freeing. What? Because being... of the quarantine. <laughs> 
Yes. Oh, girl. There's no way I, I mean, can call in public like this. Mine, like, they are like um, bells ringing that didn't have the bell. Like, just the interior part. <laughs> You know those, like, balls they have in the office that they hit each other and, like, that's, like, what's happening. I am. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Wicked. But, yeah, so, if you, if you want to see, like, a lovely film with, I would say, some of the world's palest actors. And beautiful. Beautiful. But very pale. I don't. I don't even think they needed to put makeup on them. Like I think they they are that pale. Can I just say, does Tilda even need to wear makeup ever? Does she ever wear makeup? And I was. Oh, that's what I meant to say. Was like with Tilda. Like not many actresses have like a a a signature shot, but I believe Tilda does, which is overhead on the bed. With her eyes opening, because, like, in Orlando, that was a shot they used a lot. Yeah. Beautiful. Ugh. It's like they create, like, a tableau around her. Because she is living art. Like a pre-Raphaelite painting. Mm. And then they come in, and then she opens her eyes, and it's like the whole thing comes alive. Ugh. Tilda, I can't with you. I can't with you. You got to get off our necks, Tilda. (laughs) You modern dance witch. (laughs) You're going to kill us with your statement necklaces. (laughs) So, okay. So what we do is... Even though this soundtrack, again, is really good. <clears throat> so good. It's, we don't even really have to make our own no, soundtrack. We but don't need to Of do course, we're going to. Yeah. We don't need to. But we did. Yeah. But as, but as Spotify playlist artists ourselves, we would be remiss if we did not create one for you. Let us be your shitty versions of Jim Jarmusch and yes. <laughs> recommend a few songs that we liked yeah portrait of the hardly qualifying as an artist artist yeah (laughs) so that's us so our playlist what do you want me to go first yeah 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 do you want to go first so um for our playlist this week uh two songs that i picked out um the first one is little sister by the runaways oh good for ava little sister and then the other one um i had to take it to prince and he has a song temptation and i was like "Ooh, "Ooh, that's perfect yeah those are my two okay i mean listen and you'll find out why (laughs) Um, well, I mean, this this is a little too literal, but, um, Bella Lugosi's dead. Oh, and he is. (laughs) It's true. It's also not a lie. He is mass. Yeah. So, you know, what's kind of cool about that pick that makes me think about that is the hunger, which... Had Bowie in it, mm-hmm. which if we're gonna go on Tilda Bowie, and then they performed, but or uh, Bauhaus was in the Hunger at the beginning, performing mm-hmm. Bella Lugosi's Dead. They sure were. Good job. I love that. I, where you took I've that. seen that. Op- I've seen that opening sequence like maybe a hundred thousand times. Yes, it's such a good. I'm dead. I'm dead. <laughs> the anyway. cage. Oh my god, it's so good. Yeah. Um oh, the other one was oh. Um Dead Leaves on a Dirty Ground, the White Stripe Perfect. song. Perfect. Right? Perfect. Uh, I love it. Oh, wait. And it could be um um 
Let's Have a Ball, the, is it, where it's like the one, I know I'm your third man girl, but it's a fact that I'm the seventh son, because they referenced that. Well, uh, Ball and Biscuit? Yeah, Ball and a Biscuit, that's right. Yeah. You know, I might be your third man girl, but it's a fact that I'm the seventh son. <laughs> and he's like, did you know he's actually his mother's seventh son? <laughs> Another little tidbit. The whole conversation yeah, in the car is just that. I love it. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. <sighs> but I also thought, like, I don't know if this is going to seem silly, but um, I couldn't stop thinking about um, I'll Stop the World and Melt with You. Oh, yeah. Okay. Just because it was like, it felt like time out of time for mm-hmm. their relationship. Yeah. But... Anyway, that's a good one too. I like that a lot. I like that one too. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad. You know what? And it does not surprise me that vampires like Jack White. Oh, he's he's a he's a tiny tooth vampire. Well, he's a tiny tooth. Vampire. He got them little baby teethers. Yes, right. They're not full grown yet. They're not full grown. So with that. I want to thank everyone for listening to the show. Uh, you can send in your recommendations of music, movies, and shows that you want us to check out. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter at Your Weird Ants, Instagram at Your Weird Ants, our Facebook page at Your Weird Ants, or email us at yourweirdants at gmail.com. Also, please don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. And join us next time when we take a look at another strange love film for our Valentine's lineup. Even if it's after Valentine's look. It's probably going to be, but... Yeah. Who cares? I mean, love is love. Is love is love. That's right. Well, thanks again from your Auntie Ruth. And your Auntie Gina. You're, You're weird. Weird.